Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. My trash is being picked up. What about yours? I mean, it, it was on, like, Wednesday. Wednesday's trash day. Oh, good. Don't 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 be mean to the trash men. They, they have a hard job. I mean, I'm not mean to them. They do have a hard job. They're out in the bitter cold picking up trash all day. They're out. <laughs> I don't know why you're trying to antagonize me. It's a trash men. I I am on the side of the trash men. Mm. Hi, guys. We are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month. You get access to all of our bonus content. A bunch of stuff up there. Uh, please check it out. Uh, we have some people to thank, Matthew. What? You mean the best people ever? Whoa. I know. Uh, first, uh, I don't... Matt, give me... What is that? How do you say that? Um, I believe it's... Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Welsh. B-B-W-N-B-D-B-D, whatever. Uh, thank you, whoever you are, with your mysterious handle. We appreciate you. It might be a Kid Rock lyric, you know, like, Ba with the Ba. No, I don't think so. I really doubt Best that. Got. Uh, Calvin, thank you, Calvin. Oh, thank you, Calvin. Sorry, I, you missed the T. I just want to make sure. I No, I, I, I assume they include their last name because they didn't want it said. Uh, Dana Parker, thank you, Dana. Thank you, Dana. And Dominic Peel, thank you, Dominic. Dominic, you rock. This week's episode, it is Trash of the Titans, originally aired April 26th, 1998, episode 5F09, written by Ian Maxtone Graham, directed by Jim Reardon, finished 16th in the ratings, a Nielsen rating of 10.5, was the highest rated show on Fox a week, beating King of the Hill, number one. Whoa. It was. It is also the two. What were you saying, Matt? I think it was Steve Martin. It was all his fault. Uh, Actually, it was the 200th episode of The Simpsons. This is the 200 episode, so it had a lot of fanfare, a lot of marketing, I assume, pushed at it, so people were tuning in. They're like, oh, wow, the 200th episode, let's watch. Um, The couch gag, the family appear in the classroom where Bart is writing on the blackboard, I will not mess with the opening credits. Little meshing, merging of the two uh, (laughs) intro sequences. Yeah, because the family shows up for the couch gag, and it's it's weird. Uh, Guest stars, Steve Martin as Ray Patterson, U2 and Paul McGinnis as themselves. I'm not sure where Paul McGinnis shows up, but he's in there somewhere, apparently. What were we saying, Matt? I don't know who that is. He is the manager, former manager, of U2. Oh, okay. Sure, then. Sure. Uh, they, I guess they got rid of him in 2013, is what Wikipedia says, so I don't know. Uh, the episode begins with uh, uh, executives, our favorite, our favorite people. No, Matt? Not your favorite? No, definitely not. I, I, I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. Oh. Executives generally are either fantastic people or the worst. So fantastic people. Uh, they're discussing holidays and the fact that there is no gougeable summer holidays. They do come up with a new holiday called Love Day. Gentlemen, I'm pleased to report strong holiday sales from the Christmas Hanukkah Kwanzaa spend phase. And things look good for the mom-dad-grad gift card. Uh, then we'll have the usual summer lull, but... Hey, we're making enough money, right? <laughs> um, uh, hey, hey, hey. Okay, people. We need to cook up a new holiday for the summer. Something with uh, gifts, cards, assorted gougeables. How about something religious? We had great penetration last spring with Christmas, too. Oh, I know. Spend over like Passover, but less talk, more presents. Mm-hmm. Product yeah. gift giving. No, no, no! No, it's got to be warm and fuzzy. Something like, um... Love Day, but not so lame. 
on, Mom. The store's just invented this holiday to make money. Lisa, don't you ruin another love day. For you, homie. <laughs> I'm sure loves a lot. The bear who loves to love. They didn't have Lord Hoggington? It's the same basic bear, homie. I guess. Homer turns his back on Sir Loves a Lot. Oh, poor Sir Loves a Lot. Never never loved as much as Lord Hoggington. Just, he just wants to love. That's all he wants. Uh, all he wants. Love Day is a... I guess that's in August now? August is a Love Day month? Sure, why not? Is there really no... I'm trying to think of... there. Uh, is there really no holidays? I guess there isn't really a lot of holidays. I mean, there's... In the U.S., you have July 4th, uh, but that's not only really a big gift holiday. You you might buy some food and some fireworks. That's about it. Um, it's just Flag Day. That's a big one, right? <laughs> yes, everyone loves Flag Day. Um, the Simpsons have celebrated... They have a, a lot of uh, lawn decorations as well, which is uh, a lot of fun. Everyone loves those singing lawn decorations, right, Matt? Exactly. I mean, it's, it's fun. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, however, with all those gifts comes lots of trash, lots of, uh, lots of refuse, and, uh, we learn, <laughs> we learn what, how the, the, I guess the rules of, in the Simpson household around taking out the trash. Ah, oh, what a terrible waste. Yes, but the memories will last a lifetime. <clears throat> Get it, crap, beast, up. It's full, Dad, that means you have to take out the trash. Yep. That's the rule. He who tops it off, drops it off. Nuh-uh. It isn't filled until it's spilled. I love you. I love you. I, I kind of, like, as much as Homer, Homer is very, very awful in this episode for a large part of it. Well, yeah, I mean, Homer's an idiot. Uh, that happens. He does. I still empathize a little bit with this trash stuff because I I have put my foot in a trash can and stomped it down so that I don't have to take it out that day. If that's wrong, I don't want to be right. Well, I mean, there's a certain point of diminishing returns, and and that's what we're getting to here is at what point is it acceptable to or no longer acceptable to you know just add to the top. I th- and usually when you press down as much as you can and it's still above the top of the trash can, that's when it's time to take it out. Yeah, Homer obviously is being a terrible person here. Yeah, I, but so I think, the rest of the family. Yeah, I mean, it's not only Homer; it's the the family in, in total. I don't really blame Marge. I don't. I feel like she shouldn't have to take out the garbage, but Bart does literally staple a banana peel. <laughs> To the trash can because so, it was gonna, it would fall off. Um, it has become ridiculous. Uh, Homer is eating a breakfast log like you do. I I really enjoy the breakfast log. That's that's a good. Well, what do you imagine is in a breakfast log exactly? It's not. I I think it's more than. I think it's mostly sausage, but it's probably also also like a biscuit mixed in there. That sounds disgusting. Uh, that's exactly what I was thinking as well. I, I was worried there. I, I assumed it'd be filler. I wasn't quite sure. Some, some type of bread uh, mixed in. I assumed it'd be like a chivast where you have a little bit of um, uh, cheese in there as well. Probably. Yeah, like I think it's more like the squeeze in a, in a canned cheese. I think it's cheese with it. Like it's not – it's cheese product. I don't think it's actual cheese. I think it's like it, – it's biscuit, bis, biscuit product, cheese product, and then sausage. And it's very it's very fatty sausage. I assume. Well, yeah, a sausage. Yes. I mean, I agree. If I'm eating sausage, I want it to be fatty. But I'm just saying, I think of the breakfast log as that's exactly what is in there. Um, Homer manages to circumvent the trash rules by put by putting the breakfast log wrapper on the refrigerator and putting a grate on it. 
but then knocks over the trash can. And Marge hears it. He has to take out the trash. And in doing so, gets in a little bit of an argument with the garbage man. You guys are the lousiest garbage men ever. Yeah, I'm talking to you. You trash-eating stink bags. Uh-oh. What did you call us? I don't know. A lot of people were yelling stuff. Yeah, you called us trash-eating stink bags. Didn't you learn anything from Love Day? That was yesterday, moron. Good news, everyone. I got in a fight with the garbage men, and they're cutting off our service. So, no more. Good news. It's good news. Uh, hmm. I... So the Simpsons now have a dump in their front yard, basically. I really... I think... If this was not about trash, I wouldn't like this episode nearly as much. Not about trash. What do you mean? Like if it was a di- like essentially this issue become like this episode sort of becomes Homer like fighting the government for no reason. Like he has no idea. Like if he pissed off like the postal service, which is not technically part of the government, but still. Yeah, if he if it was a different some sort of other some dumb, like they've done it before with like uh, the Bear Patrol, like that whole like that was that another like dumb government thing. Another, just another issue, another municipal issue that is really minor and most people have, don't ever get, most people just ignore it. They just, it's a part of life, but Homer someone gets really upset about it. Tying it into trash, I don't know, like, it feels like, reading over the production of this episode feels like some of it was an accident. Like, originally he was supposed to run for mayor, but tying it all into trash really layers enough. <laughs> layers another good <laughs> another good layer of of a uh, uh, metaphor there of 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 uh symbols of how uh, how ridiculous people get over issues like this and the fact that it is stinky garbage is the problem kind of just adds uh, a certain a certain kind of image to to the all the proceedings that happen happen afterwards of of Homer's run for sanitation commissioner and etc. Um, and literally, the Simpsons house becomes a dump. I there's a lot of like like if you don't have people pick up your garbage, you can still take it to the dump. There's no there's no one stopping True. you from doing that. I did it. We did not have trash service where I lived but, as a but child. But the Simpsons, you know, Homer wouldn't do that. I know that's what I mean. Like, yeah. It's the, the they're not and like and that's the I think that's another layer actually that I think I appreciate it more and that he could just pile it into a vehicle and take it to the dump to get rid of your trash which is what people do who don't have garbage service for the most part but he does it he lets it pile up in his yard uh it's disgusting well like, there's also diaper hill yeah <laughs> my god oh my god I. I am I'm kind of amazed it goes on as long as it does. Uh, Flanders comes over to to complain uh, as a normal person would and uh, gets garbage dumped on him for his trouble. Uh, we see that the the rats are they have to throw out raw bacon <laughs> to distract the rats so the kids can get to the school bus. It's getting bad. Uh, and Marge she's getting to near a breaking point. Homer, that crazy lady who lives in our trash pile attacked me again. That's not the way she tells it. And the school nurse says Bart has the plague. It's like the measles. Good to get it out of the way. Homer, this has gone far enough. Will you please just apologize to the garbage men? Yeah, Dad, you're always telling me and Bart to apologize. Yeah, but I'm always secretly disappointed when you do. Anyway, I think those garbage men are starting to crack. I think you're starting to crack. Apologize for that remark. No way. Atta boy. 
Never apologize, man. First of all, the plague is nothing like measles. The measles is a virus. Uh, the plague is caused by the Yersinius pestis uh, bacteria. So, no, no. You, you could completely prevent it. Ban antibiotics, get rid of it. It's, it's not like the measles. This, that's your, I like that. That's your point of contention in all of this. But the gar- there's rats. There's a lady living out there. It's clearly – I'm amazed kind of that Marge has let it go this far. Uh, Homer wakes up the next day after this discussion. And uh, all the trash is gone, and he thinks he's won. This is a very, very proud day for us, especially me, your father. Me beat City Hall. It's just like David and Goliath, only this time David won. I know. I heard it too. Here's some music. And to think you wanted me to crawl, Marge. Well, this man doesn't crawl. He stands tall. That rhymes, Marge, and you know it rhymes. Admit it. Oh, Homer, you didn't beat City Hall. They picked up our trash because I wrote a letter of apology to the sanitation commissioner and signed your name, period. You signed my name? I feel so violated. You've signed my name lots of times. But this isn't like a loan application or a will. You signed away my dignity. And I'm going to get it back. Lisa, do I have my pants on? Yes. Perfect. Oh, oh, Homer. He has to double check. Uh, I I enjoy the Lisa's little here have some music her, her her brain trying to compensate but Homer is angry at like he feels like he's this is Homer fights City Hall this is the, the becomes the theme of the episode and it Homer is I don't think at any point is really likable in this really I don't think he ever crosses into being likable. No, no, this this is solidly an episode involving jerk Homer. He's just he's mean to everybody and at best he's self-serving, which is saying something for Homer. Yeah, and I I think in most episodes that would make me dislike it, dislike the episode usually. Usually, but there's something charming about the world fighting against Homer and Homer eventually losing. I I think yeah, and Homer loses at the end, which is I but he doesn't see that's I don't know, this episode is kind of an exception that proves the rule to me. Uh, he is a jerk, but he's not, he's not, I mean, he is a jerk to Marge, but he's not directly a jerk to Marge. It's mostly indirectly because he makes their garbage, he makes them a garbage house. Yeah. Uh, but it, 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 I think it illustrates very well this kind of dumb common man trope of I'm angry at the government. I don't know why really. Uh, and it kind he's, of, he's, he's, he's upset that he has to do any work whatsoever that's homer's thing <laughs> he has to do anything so he goes to ray patterson who is the sanitation commissioner and demands his apology letter back here's your apology back mr simpson and i'm sorry we couldn't work this out don't come off all high and mighty with me patterson you can't scare me with your office and your desk and your lamp i'm not trying to scare you i'm trying to get my work done oh, oh, oh i get it put on a big show for the cameras what cameras why are you still here I came to fight City Hall. I want to shake things up, Patterson. Stir up some controversy. Rattle a few cages. Hey, stop that. You'll never silence me. I'm the last angry man, Patterson. A crusader for the little guy. Leave the bird alone. Never. Look, Simpson, I've been elected by the voters of this city 16 years in a row. So they must think I'm doing a damn good job. You want to know what I think? No. Nobody wants to hear the nonsensical ravings of a loudmouth malcontent. Oh, well, we'll see about that. <laughs> no cut. I want to register to run for sanitation commissioner. 
and tell the fat cats upstairs things are going to change in this town. Okay, but this is where you register as a sex offender. Ah, oh, Jesus, always a line. <laughs> Mo. Poor what? Mo. There's always a line for poor Mo and everything in life. Um, so Homer's mad at Ray Patterson. I don't know why. I don't know if Homer knows why. Homer just is angry. No, at this point, it's all Homer's pride. It's all that drives him. Right? He has this righteous indignation about the fact that he picked a fight with garbage men and had to pay consequences for it, honestly. And, like, I, I don't, like, he just is going on this crusade for no reason, really. And I don't know. It, it illustrates it, it, like, uh, Joy of Sex did in a lot of ways. This makes this episode re- makes me feel like it, it reminds me of Joy of Sect a lot. Another se- the other season nine episode that yeah. I, I feel has aged for the better. In that this is I don't know I, I'm sure it's a problem that's all and I don't a problem it's a thing that has always existed. But the idea of this afflicted middle class angry man whose life whose problems are a lot of like a lot due to himself taking it out on the government for some reason, especially a rape, a sanitation commissioner for some reason feels very emblematic of the, the climate we live in nowadays. Yeah. And with that, we go to commercial. And when we come back, uh, Homer is out campaigning already. Uh, he basically is, it has one of those little, uh, amplifiers on top of his car. He has Bart talking through while he drives around, uh, Bart says that uh, obviously Homer will beat them uh, if he doesn't get elected. Homer says, of course, that's not true. And then Moe to himself that, yes, yes, they, he will. He's going to beat them if he does not win. And probably if he doesn't win, because Homer, jerk Homer showed up. Yeah, this this is whatever. I mean, it is very much. I mean, the, the loudspeakers on the entire time. Yeah. So, but I mean, anyway, I, uh, Homer, I, then I, I think that this is like this whole second act is like Homer, like being a bad candidate. And then you see him yeah. transform into like a good candidate, and you can see the shift, and that it's not. I don't. I don't know if I'd call him a good candidate, but a manipulative candidate. I don't. We're not. We don't have the time for this kind of political discussion, Matt. But I would say okay, sure. for a election, good candidate meaning a winning candidate. Okay, there you go. Perfect. I don't. I'm not. I do not espouse anything. Any of the ideas Homer uses to win election is good or productive to society, but they work. They are – he is manipulative and successful at it. Yes. But you see the shift in this. It is – it starts uh, in this early – the first half of this second act and the second ha- half is him like flipping that switch and becoming, oh, this is what I need to win. And it – you see you see the, 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 the change. And I think that's all that is to establish. Like I don't – I take Homer – Homer starts beating his kids as seriously as I take Homer, you know, strangling Bart, which I don't think anyone – takes seriously i don't think anyone treats that as anything more than you know bugs bunny blowing up <laughs> yeah. you know, a, a looney tunes like it's not it uh, i don't think it, anyone treats that as seriously like like it's real child abuse i don't it's a weird distinction that we've made like that the fact that homer strangling bart is okay even though they don't really do it they i, I think they it actually happens very few times in the in 600 plus 600 plus episodes of the simpsons but it is a thing that it kind of just lets we just slide it under the rug and let it happen because of the weird i don't know it's a very weird relic of the show but 
I, I guess that's why the beating his kids line doesn't mean much to me. It's because I've already like let that go. It's just cartoony. We never he never actually beats his kids. We've never seen Homer hurt his children aside from him strangling Bart, which is also true. Problematic. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. That's the thing. I don't know how to like I I don't it never upsets me. And if I saw someone strangling a child in life, I would be very upset. So I don't know. Usually I go with yeah. my gut. Fair enough. So Homer's running for office. He's doing a bang up job. Yeah, he's doing, he's doing a great job. Uh, he goes to campaign at the power plant, uh, where it's a little rough. Hey, Bo Tipton. Hi, nice to see you. Hey, thanks for coming out. He's putting on weight, huh? Lenny, my man. So, Homer, if we vote for you, what are you going to do different? What am I, the answer man? Just vote for me. Huh. You know, I don't know Ray Patterson, but he's no Ray Patterson. Yeah, Homer's a great nuclear safety inspector, but I don't know if I trust him with my garbage. Yes, uh, nuclear safety, totally an okay thing. Uh, garbage, though, garbage is a little more important. I mean, uh, what's the worst going to happen if he messes up at the plant? Oh, you just, you know, total nuclear holocaust. It's, it wouldn't be total. Okay, not total, but, you know, there would be a, a little donut area where everyone would die instantly, and then there'd be a little donut area on that where everyone would die slowly from radiation poisoning. It's not, you'd just have a Three Mile Island or a Chernobyl. It'd be okay. We'd get over it. We'd put a, we'd cordon off Springfield and have to throw out the trash. Mm-hmm. 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 Fair enough. <laughs> anyway, uh, Homer then proceeds to break into the U2 concert uh, to uh, talk to the people that came to see those rockin' rockers. Uh, he claims to be the Potato Man uh, and is immediately let in because obviously U2 needs a Potato Man because they're Irish, I guess. Hey, stereotypes. I, I funny I things, guys. I is it? I like that joke, Matt. <laughs> I know. I want to not like it, but it's still pretty funny. <laughs> I. It's not that Homer's Homer is. I, it's not that the Homer uses the uh, the potato man as a way in, but the fact that the dude at the door is like, "What took you so long?" Maybe that's the manager. Maybe that's uh, a <laughs> that they were expecting him. <laughs> yeah, they are expecting the potato man. Maybe that was Paul McGinnis, the guy who's next to the security guy. That might be him. Maybe. Yeah, that's true. I don't but, know, he looked like a generic security guy, but whatever. I mean, he's a manager. He's probably dressed up like a... a he might be in charge of the potato man, get, getting a potato guy in every I, city. I mean, it's very important. It's in the writer. You two needs their potatoes. <laughs> oh, God. And only a certain size of potato. Just make sure they're paying attention, you know? And I don't want none of them sweet potatoes. Oh, but sweet potatoes are the best. Come on, man. Or golden yellow. I want just normal brown potatoes. Oh, you're, you're just wrong in so many ways. It's kind of insane. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, Homer kicks the uh, the TD out of her chair, uh, which she's by herself, which is, is unusual. But hey, it's, it's the Simpsons. Uh, and then he goes out on stage to talk to uh, to everyone, and it, it doesn't go very well for Homer. Hello, Springfield. Me, Homer. What the bloody hell? Quiet, you. I know you youngsters want to see these rockin' rockers, but I also know you care about the race for sanitation commissioner. So let me give you the 911. Hold on, people. The man's talking about waste management. That affects the whole damn planet. Oh, here we go. What do you say we slip out to Moe's for a pint? Can I come? No. Wankers. So I'm assuming that little bit there at the end is is a is a nod to you two fans because I, I I don't understand it. It's just two guys being jerks to another. <laughs> uh, I mean yes, it's for people who have certain knowledge of you two. 
I mean, you know that Bono is like a big environmentalist, right? Yes, that, that part I did. Okay, yeah. that's I, I, I don't know about anyone else. I, I believe their guitarist has a weird name, if I remember correctly. He's the, the Edge. Edge, is it? The Edge, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. That's about <laughs> all I know about you two. I th- that is basically all you need to like. I that's basically all I know, and that's what I got. Hey, it's some guys in a band not liking each other. I think that's a tale as old as time. Uh, Homer is bad at the the this, but he does get beat up on the big screen as U two six. Yes, that's true. Uh, Homer eventually is is carted off after he tries to get everyone on his side and tries to to dance. Uh, and, and Bono claims he'll get the help he needs, which is apparently an ass kicking. Which does, Homer does need those from time to time. I, uh, and it, I, it helps I, keep his ego in check. Well, I honestly, it makes the rest of him kind of acceptable. Like, frankly, Homer getting physical violence done to him makes the jerk like makes it like okay, well, he's getting beat up. He's getting a comeuppance of sorts. Like every time when that happens, it it makes the things that the bad things that Homer does a little bit more acceptable. Like I feel like there has to be a balance. And so I mean, it is like a background gag. It's like a funny joke. Yeah, he's getting the help, and then he's get beaten up by bouncers, um, by roadies. But it kind of actually is important. I think it is helps balance out the jerk Homer. <laughs> yes. It does, because when Homer's a jerk, you want bad things to happen to him, essentially. Yeah, he becomes, he's basically the antagonist in this episode, so you want, he needs to, there needs to be balance. He can't be, you can't have no repercussions, although they kind of turn that on the head at the end, but we'll see. Yes, well, I mean, yeah, the end, yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, So Homer is beat up. Homer then goes to commiserate with Mo, uh, where Mo basically gives him some good advice. My campaign is a disaster, Mo. I hate the public so much. If only they'd elect me, I'd make them pay. Oh, Mo, how do I make them like me? Uh, gee, you're kind of all over the place there, Homer. You need to focus here. You gotta think hard and come up with a slogan that appeals to all the lazy slobs out there. Oh, well, can't someone else do it? Can't someone else do it? That's perfect! It is? Yeah. Now get out there and spread that message to the people. Woohoo! Whoa, oh, hey, you didn't pay for the beer. Can't someone else do it? Uh-oh. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Seriously, give me the money. So, yes, uh, Mo is in this case very helpful uh, because Mo, Mo knows people. He's a bartender. He knows that people don't want to do anything. So he's like, hey, why don't you come up with a slogan that appeals to lazy slobs? And he does. I don't know why Mo's not his campaign manager, honestly. See, now, if this episode had played out a little differently and there had been more of Homer on the campaign trail, that would have been very interesting. I mean, Mo as a campaign manager would be fantastic. I want a new Simpsons movie where Homer runs for office and Mo is his campaign manager. That could There are so many gags that could come out of that. Well, Or, or he has two campaign managers. One is Mo, one is Marge. I would say Mo and Lisa. Also good. Uh, basically, the females of his family are, are on one side and Mo is on the other. Mo is, Mo is appealing to although, the common Although idiot. if it's Mo and Marge, you have that, that dynamic, the midge dynamic in there. So that it does add a certain level, a little something to it. And yeah. Marge is, I don't know, she served the public more than Homer has. She was, uh, she was in the police. Yeah, that's true. She was, she was in the police. Uh, she eventually gets uh, elected. Was it, was it mayor she was elected? Don't ask me. Uh, it, it was it was from the season of the last. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't. But yeah, Mo, Mo, Marge would be much better at this, obviously. But it's The Simpsons, so we have to deal with a lot of Homer. 
uh, Homer uh, then goes on stage and uh, uh, starts telling people that he will get the garbage men to do everything for him. All their their terrible chores they just don't want to do. Everyone is, of course, skeptical. Uh, Homer then has a debate with Ray Patterson where he cuts Ray Patterson's brakes because it's Homer. Uh, trying to kill your opponent is, is not out of the question. And, and, of course, he spends the entire debate uh, trying to get one-liners on Ray. And because this is politics in America these days, it works because people want to be entertained by a candidate more than they want to actually you know, support said candidate uh, for certain political persuasions, a.k.a. the average American. Uh, Homer, once again, promises that the garbage men will do everything. And Ray Patterson, when he calls him on it, Homer does the traditional misdirection. Oh, come on, people. This man has promised round-the-clock trash pickup. That's impossible. Not if we hire more men. And my men will do all your messy jobs. They'll wash your car, scrub your shower, air out your stinkables. I can't believe what I'm hearing. Well, then you better turn up your hearing aid, Pops. Pops? I'm only two years older than you. Do we want old man Patterson here with his finger on the button? What button? What the hell are you talking about? What, 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 what button? Where am I? Who took my false teeth? <laughs> All right, fine. If you want an experienced public servant, vote for me. But if you want to believe a bunch of crazy promises about garbage men cleaning your gutters and waxing your car, then by all means, vote for this sleazy lunatic. So, yes, uh, Ray Patterson puts it all on the line right there. If you want an experienced public servant, you go one direction. If you want a sleazy lunatic, you go the other. And it turns out Springfield wants a sleazy lunatic, just like America. <laughs> Very, uh, yes, I'm saying this. This was a prescient episode. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, what happens? At, so Homer wins. Sorry. Is that what I you're saying? Go to a commercial once Homer wins. Oh, Homer wins. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the <laughs> we have a final moment of Homer with uh, with Ray, where Ray says, If I had my letter opener, I would stab you with it. Uh, but and, and Homer tries to be, pretend that they're friends, and Ray is having nothing with it. He says America doesn't tolerate incompetence in its public servants, which I, I I'm not sure how to I'm not sure how to take that judgment because I don't I mean tolerate. What does tolerate mean? I think that and what is it like? How what does tolerate mean? Like uh, tolerate means you don't like someone, but uh, you're you're. You 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 are able to put up with get them? past that to have them in your life. Okay, uh, I don't. Well, hmm. I guess I don't know if that's true. Um, but Homer does. I guess there is the thing. Like Homer promises all this. He does kind of trying to fulfill those promises, right? Like, yes, I, surprisingly, he does. Uh, he, he, he's he, just bad at money. Well, yeah. He. I mean, he hires more guardsmen. He gets some fancy uniforms. Uh, and then they sing a great song about how the garbage man can do everything. Who can take your trash out? Stomp it down for you. Shake the plastic bag and do the twisty thingy too. The garbage man. Oh, the garbage man can. The garbage man can. And he does it with a smile and never judges you. <laughs> Who can take the diaper? I don't mind at all. 
Who can clean me up before the big policeman's ball? The garbage man! Yes, the garbage man can! The sanitation folks are jolly friendly blokes, courteous and easy going. Them up when you're overflowing, until you and your ass is showing. Who can, who can, who can, who can? The garbage man can! Cause he's Homer Simpson man. He takes a The garbage man can, Matt. Indeed it can. <laughs> or he can. He, he or she. I've mentioned this entire episode is all garbage man. There's no, you know, indication that women would ever work for the sanitation commissioner. Women? Working? What kind of kind of work world do you do you think we live That's in? That's true. This is Springfield. Only Lindsay Nagel and uh, the Bouvier sisters uh, have, yes, have jobs. Um, so, turns out that there are repercussions for hiring a personal butler service for the entire town really are you sure i'm sure and that and that is that uh, homer has blown through his entire year's budget in one month uh, that's very bad uh, they let homer sign checks with a stamp which is not a good idea don't let homer do that i think there's don't a re- let, don't let homer write checks at all yeah I, there's a reason marge keeps the credit cards and probably the checkbook away from homer uh just as homer's about to give up he comes up with the idea uh, from and, and it's on Lisa's suggestion. You know, the garbage is a huge problem. Every uh, all the town, like all cities have problems with it. What to do with it. Uh, and with that idea, Homer comes up with his own idea. How to save his budget. OK, before I show you who wants to get how I got the money. Dealing drugs, drugs. I like to say drugs, too. Close, but you're way off. Look at that beautiful garbage. Other cities don't want it, so they pay me to dump it in this old abandoned mine. That's awful. I almost wish it were drugs. Some of it is. Good God, Homer. You're turning our wonderful little town into America's trash hole. Marge, Ixnay on the ash hole tray. But, Dad, you can't cram garbage under Springfield forever. Sure I can, honey kit. So... Springfield has become America's trash hole. Which, to be fair, you know, in several episodes it already was. <laughs> yeah, it's not like Springfield has a great reputation anyway. And honestly, Homer's idea isn't that bad. No, he just goes overboard with it. <laughs> yeah. Storing other people's, like, other towns' trash would be, uh, is frankly, like, I don't, again, I don't see how he would ever... I don't know. Would you trade? Okay, you the town you live in is now known basically across the nation as the trash hole, where everyone else's trash goes. But mm-hmm. you have a personal butler service that takes out your trash and does all your chores at, whenever you need it. Do you make that trade, Matt? Hmm. Uh, no, no. I, I'm big on doing stuff for myself uh, unless I'm really bad at it, and I think I can handle taking out my trash. Uh, yeah, I don't want. I don't want a giant trash pile in my city or town. Wherever I live, I don't want that. That's bad. Even yeah, without, uh, even before all the problems uh, begin to emerge. So 
everywhere everywhere else in the United States, I guess, is is dumping their garbage in Springfield, and and Homer is just getting it crammed deeper and deeper into a mine. How deep is that mine? That's my question. Can't be that deep. What was it a mine for? So that that depends. Like if it was a salt mine, it can be kind of deep. If it's a coal mine, it can be really deep. Uh, but probably not deep enough, as we see. Yeah. So that there's a lot of garbage. I don't like big cities produce so much garbage, and it starts to become a problem because. Homer, as Homer and uh, the uh, Quimby are playing golf, uh, garbage begins emerging on the golf course. Uh, we see poor Cletus get uprooted off of his outhouse. I, poor Cletus, poor poor. Cletus. That's a bad. That's very bad. That's a very bad thing to happen. Um, Th- that that would be very unpleasant. That'd be very unpleasant. But it becomes such a problem that they basically the town decides as one to uh, remove. Homer from office and bring back Ray Patterson to help them. It doesn't work out. And all those opposed to horse whipping Homer Simpson? Nay. And now all in favor of reinstating Ray Patterson? Yeah! Oh. Oh. oh, gosh. You know, I'm not much on speeches, but it's so gratifying to leave you wallowing in the mess you've made. You're screwed. Thank you. Bye. He's right. He ain't much on speeches. Now, people, we are far from screwed. <laughs> the time for panic has come. We must move forward and turn to the town's all-purpose contingency plan. You mean plan B? Yes, B. I can't believe it's come to this. Come your way. Moving the whole town five miles down the road. It's crazy. Yeah, it's tempting, all right. So we transplant the town. We're just going to trash the new Springfield, too. Yeah, but what are you going to do? If you need me, I'll be at Moe's. Hi, Moe. Hey, Homer. yourself a favor. Don't turn around. I told you not to turn around. You had to include the sad music. I did. I think it's important. Uh, uh-huh. So, Homer gets horse-whipped, and Ray Patterson refuses to take his job back, and a whole town, This and this is apparently the, the this is plan B, this is for whenever something terrible happens to Springfield. <laughs> it is not only Which it often will, I'm sure. I don't yeah, we've never seen it again, but I believe they do make a subtle reference to the fact that the town has been moved again. Like several times actually, I believe. Okay, good. I, I can only remember once, but my brain is not yours. How do you feel about all this, Matt? How do you feel about them damaging the town so badly that this is the ending to an episode in that they don't even try and hide it. They just say, oh, well, they've destroyed the town, so we're moving it. I'm generally okay with it, because it seems like a very Simpsons response to these kind of things, honestly. I, I, I Yeah, I like it a lot. I like it a lot more than I even I used to. Uh, I used to like it more on a kind of meta level um, about kind of the escalation of Spring. Like, I, that's how I always read it before, and why I liked it before, is, like, it felt very mm-hmm. much like an escalation of endings it felt very much like the simpsons like 
there have been very catastrophic things that happened to the town before, and we just kind of ignore it after the ending. Whatever happens, it happens, and then the next episode wipes the slate clean. <laughs> and they don't, and there's no thought about it. It's just, it never happened, basically. In this, it feels like an escalation of them demonstrating, like, look, it doesn't, like, this is where Homer is. This is where we're as, we're at as a show is we have Homer literally destroying the town. Like, it is, it is, you can't fix it. It is a garbage heap now. The only way to get out is to move the entire town down the road. And I always appreciate it for that, for that, but right. I appreciate it more than on, than on that level now because of, as you mentioned, the kind of prescient nature of this episode about how politics have gone and how as a society, when we have problems, we, and we have like, I don't know, it feels very much like infrastructure, American infrastructure is breaking down in a lot of ways and we aren't we there's a, a rate of attrition that we just can't keep up with and our solution a lot of the times it's not to fix things or to change things it is just to move the town so to speak it is just like hey we'll just put a wall around it and ignore it or we'll just move it away and it will who cares we'll do the new thing we'll we'll destroy the new town it'll just take a long time and who cares uh, and then you move it again. Move, it's yeah. America. There's lots of places to go. Yeah, there's lots of land. Uh, who cares if we've destroyed some of it? Um, I, I don't know. It feels like Joy's sect. It feels very much like uh, a, a very important statement about, like, I, I feel like originally this this episode won an Emmy, uh, won out, and a lot of people attribute really? it to the, the environmentalism uh, aspect of it. You know, they about the trash, <laughs> about them destroying uh, the land about us not being able to bury garbage forever. But I feel like it's more prescient now because of the politics about Homer being just a complete idiot and just promising people whatever they want. And he wins over the guy who's uh, experienced politician has won 16 years in a row. It, uh, you know, it just, and, and the fact that it's all about garbage just feels very appropriate. It feels very much like, yes, Homer. It's almost kind of tongue in cheek. I mean, I would say that, but it's not subtle. Uh, like, I would say, I guess tongue-in-cheek does not necessarily imply subtlety, I suppose. <laughs> um, it feels like this episode is about Homer Simpson becoming a, 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 being elected political office because he's angry about garbage. And that is, I don't know, feels very appropriate. The, just the, in, in, it just feels like that is where we're at, where we're just argue, arguing over stink over stench, over filth, and we're so angry about nothing, really. About something, a problem that has been solved, honestly. Like, we have trash pickup. up. You don't... Well, they're, they're, like Lisa says in the episode, though, there's still uh, an issue with trash. I mean, it, it's it's not as bad in America as it is elsewhere, but we still don't recycle enough. We've got lots of land, so there's not really that much of an issue with you know, places to bury garbage, but, you know, it's still something we have to worry about. Here, Matt, I think you know this, but I'm going to say it. Uh, It's not people recycling that's the problem. It's businesses recycling that's the problem. Well, that's true, yeah. Because guess what? All the people combined in the United States, we'll talk about the United States solely because that's really where Springfield is set, uh, a lot of them recycle a lot. It has a – and their output is nothing compared to the largest businesses uh, who – who may not necessarily process all these things inside the country, but definitely have a f- 
operations within so, the so, so it's almost like we need some sort of let's say law uh, that requires businesses to recycle. Almost, Weird. I know oversight or something like that. It's crazy. Um, I don't know. I really like this episode. I like it a lot more than I liked. I've always liked it. I think I like it more now. I think it's very funny. I think it uh, it it makes jerk Homer work. You know, and they're like Homer's enemy he's is he's the one against. Sorry, no, you know, you're right. Homer's enemy is I think the the very like it. It's our number one on our list, and that is very much kind of like it's a weird anti it's like a bizarro jerk homer where he's not a jerk and he becomes a jerk homer this is stereotypical jerk homer he's not really doing it mostly to his family which i think makes it a little less egregious and it is the point is that he's bad and we shouldn't let homers homers are, are are when homer gets their righteous indignation up it's very dangerous yeah but i really like it yeah you know i agree like you said this is yeah, even better now because of how much society has unfortunately grown to be like it. We'll rank it at the end of the show. Uh, we do have a submission for my favorite episode. Hey guys, love the show. My favorite episode is such a difficult question. However, my choice is trash of the Titans. It's Homer being Homer, Homer getting in over his head. Plus the episodes give us this quote. Good news, everyone. I got in a fight with the garbage man. And they're cutting off our service uh, from Peter. Thank you, Peter, for your submission. You, if, if you have a submission, uh, for my favorite episode, send it in to SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com, explaining why a certain episode is your favorite. When we get there, I'll read it on air. Next up, Matthew. It's time for our next segment. It's time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments to the news group is where I'll comb through the old Alt.tv.simpsons news group, see what people are talking about the week or two after an episode debuted. Also, anything else going on, uh, what those old ancient nerds were talking about. Um, mostly positive, but there were some, a uh, good smattering of, of pretty negative, uh, thoughts on this episode. And I don't, I don't know. It, it's very difficult sometimes to parse. Like, I, I think most people really liked it. I think most, the, the, the vast majority were positive, were A's, B's. Uh, but there was some D's in there, like a good handful of them. And I don't know what they, wow. I, I, I couldn't really parse why they didn't like the episode so much. I think it's. Maybe it was a like I think some of it was the jerk Homer stuff. I think some of it is they didn't like the song. Um, I lead like, that's that, I don't know. I like the song. Well, I like the song that's kind of a weird reason to not like. Well, I mean, I don't think it's, it's not the only thing they don't like, but I, I think that it's part yeah. of it. it. It's a it's a strange thing. I, I I don't know. It's 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 whenever we like an episode a lot, and I think maybe some of it is that it is it in 1998. This episode means something different than it does in 2018. Those True. intervening 20 years changed the episode. Um, and this was the 200th episode of The Simpsons. Uh, a big deal at the time, because that's, that's a kind of a milestone that not many uh, episodes have done. Uh, someone compiled a, a list of a bunch of uh, television shows that had passed 200 episodes. Uh, we have Loretta Young Show, 255. Real McCoy's, 223. Father Knows Best, 203. Andy Griffith, 249. Wagon Trade, 283. Alfred Hitchcock, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, 265. Perry Mason, 270. Rawhide, 216. Bonanza, 430. Peyton Place, Primetime at 514. And My Three Sons, 370. Both Beverly Hillbillies and Petticoat Junction both exceeded 200. No, This person did not have final counts because at the time, IMDb did not exist. Did not make things that, that easy. Um, you know, and I would, I, I, I would have wagered that people then in 1998 would say, okay, the Simpsons actually is going to go over 600 episodes and, and 
pass all <laughs> of these shows, both in running time and in episode count. I don't think anyone would have guessed that. No. But at the time, it was very much like, wow, 200 episodes. And it is by far the longest animated running show. Like, it's not even close. Um, and this is they, – they, they passed that point of, of comparison, really. And now they have to start comparing them to actual long-running uh, live-action shows, which they would all eclipse. They would uh, Simpsons would eclipse mm-hmm. all of them eventually. Uh, but that's about it. I thought that was interesting, the comparison at the time. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your idea for a new original antagonist a la Burns or Sideshow Bob? I was, I like, you guys did a good job, like always. Uh, I, I'm really interested. It didn't always go the places I expected, and I, I always like that. Uh, first from Sean Earl, the arch nemesis of Cletus. Uh, they compete in moonshine making young and ring, young and rearing. And he tried to steal Brandine from the big C, but could not rather had to settle for Brandine's sister, Lunesta. Uh, Mike, a character like Frank Grimes or superintendent Chalmers that realizes how weird a place Springfield actually is. It's specifically how inept Homer is. Uh, Robbie, I'd like to see a reverse bizarre Simpsons family. We've had ones for Bart and Lisa, but a whole family. So the Simpsons can band together to win the day, but that's just me. Uh, Chris, I would like to see a rival bartender move in across the street. It would highlight Moe's hilarious blind rage nicely, I feel. Uh, Kevin, Joe Quimby's nasty and competent political rival. Probably a takeoff on Mom from Futurama. Or you know what? Just bring on Mom. Time traveler or something. Yeah. Shake it up. Oh, yeah. Just Mom shows up. Uh, Jacob, someone who acts just as dumb and lovable as Homer, but does so to manip- manipulate others. At first, Homer becomes buddies with him, but realizes that he's really not good. When Homer stops being his friend, they become enemies. I could see some ways that this would develop if we're a recurring character. Probably best as a one-episode wonder. Uh, AJ, I feel like Lisa needs a rival and friend. I know uh, stabs of this concept have happened in the past, but as one-off characters. But I'd love a recurring character that pushes Lisa to be better, and, but also stands in her way of success. Bart has the bullies and Bob. Homer has way more enemies than I can count. And Marge arguably has Helen Lovejoy. But Lisa doesn't have much of anyone. She, he, he edits, I guess Martin kind of counts, but they rarely interact with one another. Preferably someone her age and even a young girl like her. Maybe a worse upbringing. That's a good idea. Um, Jason, a Bart lookalike named Bort, because causes mischief and frames Bart to actually get back at Homer. His purpose would be because Homer mistakenly thinks Bort is his son for a moment and chokes him instead of Bart, never realizing it. <laughs> uh, from Francis, F.M. Warmer, uh, a man actually named Les Winans who gets revenge by running for Congress and using his power to punish Springfield. Uh, Cole, Midnight on the Third Day, a big racist man with terrible hair named Ronald Dump, who somehow becomes mayor. If that's too real, then maybe give him a twirly mustache and a big sack with a dollar sign on it that he carries over his shoulder. It's very subtle. Mm-hmm. Very subtle. Uh, Zach at Zach Babbins, the Sharps, the Rolling Stones of Barbershop. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Lauren at El Columbia 88, I feel like everyone has had a serious rival except Marge. She's sure she had one episode tips with the characters, but nothing more fleshed out or extended past the one episode. Give Marge a permanent job and coworker that tries to outdo her and everything, even life. Uh, Dark Simpsons Comics at Dark Simpsons Com. It's Shelbyville who commutes to work at the power plant. You can't shut up about how much better Shelbyville is. Makes enemies of everyone in the plant, but Mr. Burns loves them, so they can't get rid of them. What do you, what do you say, Matt? What's your answer? I'm going to go with uh, – do you remember the episode where Flanders moved away and Coach moved in next door? I don't – I don't know. It rings a bell, but I can't remember. It, it, what season? Is <laughs> that – it, it was the mid-teens, I think. That's, Flanders moved to the, the, the humble figuring town or whatever. I don't know. I, I don't remember that. Okay. 
but yeah, uh, that is essentially what uh, what I'm thinking of something along those lines. But with people for the entire family, bizarro, somebody said Bizarro uh, Simpsons. Uh, I think that was uh, this is, uh, Robbie uh, a Bizarro Simpsons family. Someone who a family who pops in from now and then, even just one member of the family pops in to basically be an antagonist uh, for them. So uh, along the lines of like, I'm trying to think of a way to put this. Um, just someone, a guy who's like Homer, but you know, slightly smarter and a little more mean spirited, like jerk Homer, but all the time. Someone who's like Marge, but is just mean for no particular reason. Things like that. That's what I would like to see. Just the dark versions, the Lester and Eliza, if you will. Is Lester and Eliza evil? I think they're good. I think they're good too. But you know, that's what I'm going for. Something that's close enough, but also different in a fundamental way. Yeah, I, I my answer is similar to yours. I, I think it is. You know, we, I you know you think about antagonists of like uh, superhero uh, characters, and it's always like mirror. A lot of the time, they're like mirror images. They reflect different elements of that character back at the the hero. And I think in this case, I would it, it would be another family. I think I I would want them to kind of bring the Simpsons back down to their roots of like season two, season three Simpsons, where they were blue, a true blue collar family where they worried about bills and stuff like that. And by in doing that, by basically making this other family that is kind of closer to what Flanders was when he started Mm -hmm. where Flanders originally wasn't a very, like he was kind of religious, but he was more a uppity richier, a richer neighbor. You know, who always had everything a little bit easier than The Simpsons. And I think I would want that. I want the family that would be able to re- reflect Simpsons. The Simpsons would have troubles. This the, this family as a whole could reflect back on the, the, on the Simpsons and you could see, oh, that's why they, they're not affected by this, but The Simpsons are. Like a, basically a rich family, a richer right. family. Not really. They don't have to be like Burns rich. But we've never, I don't know, like... You know, upper middle class yeah, instead of lower middle class. Hib- a Hibbert rich, kind of, but we don't really ever get Hibbert as a real antagonist. But I think this family would... And it's a shame, because I would have Phil Hartman be the dad. Well, yeah, I That's, mean, that would be... It, it would, he would, so sadly perfect. It would be perfect. Um, I would have... How about... Uh, so I'll have uh, Andy Daly be the dad, because I do think he would be great. Um, mm. Next week's question, what's your favorite quote from a guest star? Easy peasy. We might have done this at some point, but we're doing it again. If we ha- if we have, it's okay. We have a lot of episodes. Um, I'll post this question on all our social media: Facebook.com/slash The Simpsons Show Pod, Twitter at Simpsons Show Pod, and you can email us again at Simpsons Show Pod at gmail.com. Next up, Matt, guess what time it is? Uh, the scary time. It's not scary. It's time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is for Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard. Try and stump the other. We have a wager for this season. Whoever loses must record themselves performing a Shreds of Horror segment that they wrote themselves. I'm apologizing ahead of time for my bad voices. Aww. I haven't lost yet. I think it'll be fine. Oh, I Mmm. Mm-hmm. Matt's already like, I already won. It's already, already over. I thought you were worried, Matt. Oh, no. I actually started writing my Trials of Horror ones, just in case. I've been brainstorming. I have not written it. Um, I'll start us off. I'll give you an easy question. Okay. These are all from Sideshow Bob's Last Gleaming. Oh, okay. What are the Simpsons attending when Bob steals the nuke? Uh, the air show. That is correct. 
didn't know how specific specific you want to broke it. Good. It's just All right. an air show is, is good enough. All right. Your your questions are actually not from an episode. Uh, I just went with crusty themed questions. Oh, okay. Uh, what instrument does Sideshow Bob use to express himself before he takes over Krusty's show in Krusty Gets Busted? It's a slide whistle. You are correct. All right, your medium question. Hope that was easy enough for you. That was pretty easy. Um, in Sideshow Bob's Last Gleaming, who are the representatives of television? Oh, man, this is the medium question? Okay. Um, Kent Brockman, Krusty the Clown, um, representatives of television. Representatives. Oh, I think Bill Cosby's in there. Um, that's that's all I can remember. Man, I thought I I might might have uh I might have uh I'm worried that you're gonna get my heart question on that. Uh, the mean the answer is there's five of them. It is Krusty and Ken Brockman. There's two. Third is Bumblebee Man. Oh yeah. And the final two are Doctor Who and Urkel. Ah oh, yes, Urkel. How could I forget Urkel? Ugh. Did I do that? And- Exactly. All right. Fair enough. Your medium question. What prescription drug does Krusty get addicted to that later sponsors his show? Mm. Percocet? I'm sorry you're so close. It is Percodan. Percodan! Probably because they, could, they couldn't use a real one. Oh, right. Damn it. Okay. You're a hard question, Matt. And now I'm worried about this. Oof. Who voices Colonel Leslie Hap Hapablap? You mean Arlie Ermey, the, the uh, drill sergeant that's in every movie? What, Robbie? <laughs> oh, yes, you're right. I love that guy. I, I used don't... to watch him on like the History Channel or something. Uh, I should have. Re- I knew I should have done it. I should have reversed those two questions. Dang it! Yes, you should have. Dang it! You never know the. Okay, what's my hard question? All right, your hard question. In Krusty's comeback special, what feat does Johnny Carson perform in the show and afterwards, the after party? Um. He, I know the he uh, he juggles a car while singing opera. All right, that's what he does on the show. I I was hoping you could give me the actual car, but you know we'll we'll see. Uh, and then uh, he has uh, I believe Grandpa and Jasper balanced on a board on his head while he plays the accordion. You're so close. What what do you, what was he, he what is he doing? That that's not all he's doing. He's and tap dancing. You're, okay, that that's good. Okay, that that gets you two points. If you can tell me what kind of car it is, because he explicitly says, uh, I will give you the third point. Really? It It's a car, man. Mm-hmm. I, you didn't say anything about the car. You just said, what is he doing? Yeah, but literally, his thing is, I'm going to juggle this blank car over my head uh, while singing opera. I see how it is. I asked you a question about who voices one character. I got to name six different things. All right. Uh, exactly. I believe it is a, a Plymouth... Plymouth Continental? Something like that? I don't remember. Uh, no, sorry. It is Lincoln? a Buick Skylark. But two out, two out of three, it's not bad. I see how it is. <laughs> I'm going to remember this, Matt, forever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whenever I, whenever you start complaining about how you don't get any points, how I'm too hard on you for answering multi-part questions, this is what I, I'm going to I'm gonna bring back. This yeah, explicit- but when I don't get one part of a multi-part question, I don't give you any points. I gave you. I mean, you, you don't give me any points. I literally did it. You I literally did it last week. I don't know if you recall yes, that. That was the first time in forever. That's not true at all. Uh, you have mm. like, there's literally here. I can go back to Miracle on Evergreen Terrace. You have two points. How did you get two points? Because you answered the easy question, and I give you half of the medium question. You did it mm-hmm. again at Trials of Horror episode number at Trials of Horror eight. You also have two points because you answered the easy question right, and I give you half of the medium question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's okay two instances right there this season. Aside from the last one. That's three times. 
One plus one plus two plus one. Two plus one is one plus two plus you one. Just stop. You, you, no, no. We understand. I get the clue reference. I do. But you should just stop. Uh, Matt, I'm not doing everything to entertain you. I'm also entertaining myself. It's very important. Okay, fair enough. Matt's killing me. I have three episodes to go. I'm not mathematically eliminated. Still not looking good. Uh, it's whenever. See, what happens is whenever I get close, Matt just dial up, dials up his strictness for giving me points. And I just get, I, I, I can't, I can't I compete. I just can't compete. It's how it is. I just get eliminated. You guys see it. It's, it's all, this is a conspiracy. I got to fight City Hall. I'm sure, running, sure. I'm running yeah, for fight City Hall here. I, uh, we can move on to our next, our next and final segment. Segment every single episode with is time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. All right. Um, I like this episode quite a bit, Matt. It's true. Like, what, 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 uh, I don't know if you know this, but what is our highest ranked season nine episode? Uh, it's uh, City of New York for Homer Simpson at number 18. Oh, dang. I, I didn't think we had one that high. All right. Fair enough. Well, that was uh, that was a that was the very first episode from I think next is Joy of Sect at 42. Okay, and uh, I think you said you saw a lot of similarities between this and Joyous Sect I in think, terms of I think this quality. Is, I think, think this is better than Joyous Sect. Yes, I agree. I like Joyous Sect a lot. This one, just the idea behind it and the politics and Homer being a jerk, but not being so jerky that he's unlikable is is fun. I mean, I, he's unlikable, but he's it's it's kind of purposeful and it's also not directed at the family for the most part i think that's also the thing right, which is better than usual yeah uh so if it's better than joy sec the next episode above that is sideshow bob roberts another political episode mm. is it better than sideshow bob roberts that's a tough one um i think so but but i i'm i'm wavering i think it's better i think sideshow Clearly. bob roberts i think sideshow bob roberts is clearly dated i think it is clearly this episode feels like it could happen today. Sideshow Bob Roberts felt sure. like it happened in a political era that is bygone. Like, that is, like, the things that, like, I don't know, the way that Bob, it, it doesn't feel, it feels like it is trying to do the same thing, but it is taking place in a different time period. Why do you say that? It feels like, okay, Bob is a really smart guy, right? Mm -hmm. Very intelligent, very well-spoken. Um, when he is, I don't know, kowtowing to people to get them to elect him, he because he's so intelligent and because of his history uh, as a Simpsons antagonist, even at that point, it feels very much like he is a supervillain. It become he becomes a cartoon, you know. And I, I don't know. I, I think it's, uh, it, it's a very strange. Like it's not that any of the tactics Bob uses aren't applicable today. It just feels. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a sort of decorum even with Bob's villainy. You know, it feels like there is some sort of – because it's Bob, there's a sort of class there, a kind of decorum, a kind of process where he is honoring some sort of – He treats his opponents as real people rather than as evil. Yes, exactly. And I feel like Homer is, okay. not, as, Homer is not as smart. Homer in, – in, in large – and Homer, Homer wins not through some sort of – trick which is what bob ultimately wins by having dead people vote homer wins just by through populism he doesn't have to trick people that's true and which i is think sadly the correct way to win an election now yeah and i think that's ultimately more relevant you know i don't 
at the end of the day, that is more of a frightening and a more dangerous, I don't know, threat to me of uh, to p- politics than someone who is using tricks, who is cheating. You know, like like there have been many, like despite what's on the news a lot of the time, voting is pretty secure for the most part. Mm-hmm. While it's like that, that to me is like not a threat. But Homer's kind of like, hey, I'm just going to yell at you and tell you, make fun of this other guy. I'm not honoring any kind of decorum. I'm not uh, treating this person like a person. I'm just treating them as an enemy. And I, that's why this feels very precious to 2018. Um, and I think it, I, that's what always – I always like Sideshow Bob Roberts a lot. And I still do like it to a certain degree. I think it's one of the better mm-hmm. Bob Bob episodes. Um, but I think – this episode is it. It's largely, I think, it's largely just the twenty years and how things have changed in real life. And I don't think I don't really blame Sideshow Bob Sideshow Bob Roberts for what it does. I think if when it came out, it was very relevant. But nowadays, I feel like this is more of a relevant episode. And and largely, I'm gonna so I'm gonna grade it. I think it's better than Sideshow Bob Roberts. Is it better than Bart on the Road? Hmm, I would say yes. Uh, I like Bart on the Road. Uh, I, I don't know if it's the politics or just Homer's comeuppance in this episode that sort of kind of comes. Uh, I think this is better than Bart on the Road. How does Bart on the Road end? Uh, the They get shipped back to Springfield in a uh, crate because Homer orders a, uh, the, a piece of equipment for the plant. And then Bart uh, tells Marge about the grammar fair and Homer and Lisa look on in anger. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. Um, I think it's better than Bart on the Road. How about Mountain of Madness? That one's tough. Uh, that's, that, this is actually the area I was looking at, is, is Mountains of Madness and Lisa on Ice. Um, Mountain of Madness, I can go kind of either way. I really like the Homer and Burns trapped. Uh, I'm less great on you know Smithers and the kids, uh, but Lisa on Ice, I feel, is solidly better. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, Mountain of Madness is a harder comparison because it's a it's a very wacky kind of adventure episode. It's just like it's, you know, mm-hmm. birds and Homer locked in a cabin and they start going crazy. And, you know, God bless this rocket house and all those who dwell within the rocket house. Um, I think I put Mountain of Madness just a, just a hair above uh, Trash of the Titans. All right. Fair enough. I think it's just I think it's funnier. I, I think it is a little bit more. It's wackier. I think the writing is a little bit more absurd. And that's. It's kind of comes down to personal taste. Less coherent. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's I. I don't know. I. I think that it's it's kind of pure in a certain way, but that's still very good. Number forty for Trash of the Titans, which uh, I don't know. That's higher than I thought it would have been. But I yeah. really, I, well. I really like this episode. And I think it is aged very well. Um, number one on our list. So that's number 40 for Trash the Titans, Mountain of Madness, right above it. Bart on the Road, right below. Number one on our list is still Homer's Enemy. Last on our list at number 188, Homer's Odyssey. It will be replaced at some point. We're getting closer and closer every day. Uh-oh. Closer and closer, huh? Mm-hmm. There's, I, for a moment, I thought Simpson Tide put it about all the way down to the bottom, but we're getting there, though. It's not. <laughs> uh, what is our next episode, Matt? Oh, goodness. You made me switch tabs. You're so mean. Uh, our next episode is King of the Hill, Homer being a mountain climber. Okay. The murder horn. Power sauce, right? Isn't that the name of that thing in there? Yes. Uh, power sauce bars. Power sauce, yes. Power sauce. Get me some power sauce. They're made sauce. of apple cores and Chinese newspapers. <laughs> Spoilers, Matt. Mm, sorry. Jeez. 
I will talk about that next week. Uh, I think that'll do it for us today. Uh, before we go, you can find me on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. Uh, please check out my other podcasts, the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. It's about comic books. Serial Fanaticist. So that's lots of stuff. We're going to have uh, – I'm doing another Prisoner episode soon and do another Harry Potter episode with Matt very soon. So please check that out. Um, Matt does not participate in social media. Unless you're a certain level of Patreon bagger, you will not find him. Matt? That's true. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I just wanted to see what would you do? What you would do if I did the uh, obnoxious pause for a little while. Uh, I'm going to be digging out from the snow. I'm going to build myself a little – as soon as the snow hits central Florida, I'm just going to dig myself a, a little hole in there, and, and you, you guys can come visit. It'll, it'll be grand. Waiting any day now. It's going to be cold. It's snow. Um, there's, you're in, Matt, there's no snow where you are. There might be. It's going to be really cold and rainy. It's not going to snow. It might. It snowed in North Florida. You mean South Georgia? No, I mean actual North Florida. South Alabama? Well, oh, sorry. Sure. South, South South Georgia and South Alabama, as we'd like to call them, because we'd like to give them away. Further north in Florida you go, more southern you get. Indeed. That's the that's a Florida reference for those Floridians listening. Um, I think that'll do it for us. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And keep watching The Simpsons. Shh.